that is my record store day purchase 2022 record store day 2022 and this is the first time i've given that record a spin it is of course Alison chains we die young which is the name of the ep i'm not sure what ep stands for i should have looked that up it's the first studio ep and it is a limited edition release i bought it yesterday at record store day i went to my local record store called truck store on cowley road in oxford and it was the perfect ritual it was something i've been looking forward to for two years there hasn't been an official or there have been smaller events smaller record store day events over the past two years but because of you know what we haven't been able to do it in the full capacity where people queue up outside and you go in and you can browse with other people around you and you can chat to different customers who are there and find out what they're listening to so it was a really lovely open friendly event and this is the record i picked up there was another one that i was after and it was the skunk and nancy album it, it's an acoustic album and i've never heard it before but I love the Skunk and Nancy album called Stoosh. I think it's from 1998. And I would adore to hear Skin, which is the, the lead singer. I'd love to hear. I don't know if saying I would adore to hear is the right word, but it might be. It sounds a bit odd. But anyway, I'd love to hear mm. that in acoustic form. It would be very very special I, I don't even think i'd need to listen to it prior to buying i think i could go straight in there with that one and i was pleased with the record i did get by the way it was one that i was hoping to pick up there were a few copies there and on this day they have a limited number of records available and once they're gone they're gone and you can only buy one copy of each I suppose that's to avoid people buying these limited edition releases and then selling them on eBay, which is a pain. I've got the Night Shift, Oxford's music magazine, in front of me, and it says Record Store Day takes place on Saturday the 23rd of April with Truck Store on Cowley Road and Rapture in Whitney set to return to their traditional celebration of limited edition releases with live music and DJ sets after two years of smaller events due to COVID. And I went to those smaller events and I picked up some good records too. I got a Fine Young Cannibals remix disco <laughs> record. I'm not sure what it's called, but it's got some cool tunes on there and nice mixes i enjoy putting it on it's really lively and fun and i also got bob dylan i and i it's a reggae remix record and it goes on to say for details of what's in store and for a full list of what both shops have in stock visit truckmusic.store and there's another dot and no com or uk 
But I don't know when last I typed in a full web address. I think if you simply type in truck, it will go to the page you need. And this was one of the albums. So it's Alice in Chains, We Die Young. And I'm a big Alice in Chains fan. I always have been. It was one of those bands that I carried with me on my travels when I left South Africa in 1997 I arrived in Oxford and I had Alice in Chains MTV Unplugged on cassette on my Iowa Walkman I don't know if you could call it a Walkman because I think Sony patented or copyrighted that name it was a portable cassette player and I would listen to that tape over and over and I remember listening to it every night when I went to sleep I was lying on the floor in a friend's room she was a student at the University of Oxford and she allowed me to stay in her room until I found a place to stay or another shared house and I slept on the floor for a couple of weeks and I remember every night going to sleep listening to Alice in Chains, MTV Unplugged, what a pleasure. And every time I hear the guitars and the voice of Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell, I I love it so much. And I couldn't believe it when I saw Alice in Chains on the list. It's a pity it's only three songs. And another strange thing is it's it's got side A, We Die Young, Side C, It Ain't Like That, and Killing Yourself aren't the most delightful song titles, but if you look past that, or actually even look at it in a different way, it's still a brilliant, (laughs) brilliant set of songs. And yeah, that's the thing. I can't understand how you can jump from side A to side C, but that makes it more mysterious. And apparently... This being their first studio EP was very, very rare in the day. And any Alice in Chains mega fan or collector would really value a copy of this. So this is the first time this has been released and I'm really happy to have it. Even though it's very short, I can can turn it over and over and over like I did with that cassette and keep listening to more. The cover's got Lane Staley. It looks like he's in a swimming pool wrapped in polythene or something. And his head is poking out. And his bandmates, Jerry Cantrell. I'm I'm just looking for my phone because I have to be honest, I don't know the other two band members' names. And I've got it uh, all here on a web page that I've saved onto my phone and I'll find it for you in just a second Alice in Chains there you go and Jerry Cantrell is still going he's released an album recently and he's got a voice very similar to Lane Staley actually and I think he may sing on a lot of the Alice in Chains albums so you can see Lane Staley lying floating in the swimming pool he looks dead eyes open wrapped in this plastic and three of his bandmates are holding him up and I can see Jerry Cantrell I think he's on the far right and Sean Kinney drummer and bassist Mike Starr 
and Star was replaced by Mike Inez in 1993. So it wouldn't have been Mike Inez, that would have been Mike Star on there. And William Duvall joined the band in 2006 as co-lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist, replacing Staley, who died in 2002. Yep, so that's the first time I've listened to that album. And it was inside, and I've brought it into the shed, and Ralph and Anya had a look at the album. And I think they were quite surprised by the image. It's a bit dark, really, but... Also, I can see the art in it and I can see the, the you know, what was going on at the time, that whole grunge thing. It looks cool. I think it it, it can appear quite morbid. It's not, I mean, it's not the, the greatest cover, but I still like it. I still like the photograph. I think it looks, it looks good. And you can get a good picture of everyone in the band. Lots of long hair. There they are. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? and treasures and the books of me what's in your shed what's in your shed this episode is all about record store day 2022 it was such a exciting time for me and what a big build-up and i'm sitting here in the shed on a sunday afternoon beautiful sunny weather it's really warm in here the sun kind of beams in to the through the glass windows there's lots of i say glass windows aren't windows normally glass you could probably get perspex but the doors are glass and there's two windows there's a lot of windows in the shed so it allows lots of light in and the sun is streaming in it's quite warm i've opened the windows i'm burning some incense some sandalwood incense which joe and the kids got for me from a shop called Bombay Emporium on Cowley Road. And Cowley Road is one of my favorite streets in Oxford. And that's where Truck Store is. And that's where I queued up on Saturday morning to see if I could pick up the records that I was after. And I managed to get one, like I say. And yeah, the incense is burning. The record player has just been on. I can hear the bird song outside. It's a it's a really beautiful afternoon. Springtime, the garden's looking lovely. The hedge needs cutting. It's very high at the moment. The crab apple's looking beautiful. There's a few flowers peeping out, little lovely pink blossom, and the raspberries are getting taller. It is simply gorgeous, and I'm so happy to be sitting here in the shed talking about a very special weekend in this bonus episode and while I was thinking about it it actually took me through a, a journey a journey through Oxford of the the music in Oxford that I, I've experienced since arriving in 1997 and when I first got here the album that had just been released was Radiohead's OK Computer and that was from an Oxford band and I had listened to it in South Africa and I couldn't believe I was going to the city where this band came from and where the band members can still be seen every now and then and I've so, I've seen Tom York on a few occasions he was in Cafe Coco on Carly Road again with Bjork and they were having dinner together I was there with a second cousin of mine who were who went traveling and she 
met up with me in Oxford and stayed one or two nights, I think. And we went out to Cafe Coco for a couple of drinks and we were sitting at the bar and Tom York and Bjork were sitting there having dinner. So surreal. I ended up going upstairs to the toilet and Tom York came up shortly after me and stood next to me at the urinal. I, I think this is a story I've probably told quite a few times in previous podcasts, but this is for the sake of people who haven't listened to any of them before. And for me, I, I, I like telling the story. It's fun. And yeah, this is Radiohead and I've seen Johnny Greenwood out and about. I actually saw him in Waitrose, which is a supermarket in, in Abingdon. And he was looking at a Mojo magazine where there was a picture of him on the cover. How amazing is that? What a what a fantastic time to be in Oxford when all these amazing bands were doing their thing and so many came from Oxford. Supergrass was another band that are from Oxford and I felt so happy to be in the same city that they were. I ended up seeing Supergrass play in the Zodiac, which is now the O2 Academy, and that is also on Cowley Road. And I caught the the drumstick during that gig. At the end, the drummer threw the drumstick out into the crowd and I caught hold of it. I think his name is Dan Goffey. I can't remember the drummer's name. And then the manager of the Zodiac at the time, I knew her, uh, took the drumstick off me or I, I gave it to her so she could ask Gaz Coombs to sign it. And he signed it and then... It so happened that I met up with him anyway. I didn't have the drumstick on me anymore. I had to wait a few weeks before I could get this drumstick back. And I could have just hung on to it. And when I saw him, he could have signed it then. But I didn't know he was going to be there. I went to the bar downstairs. So the the venue for the show was upstairs. And there's a a club area with a bar downstairs. And also a stage. So some bands you can actually watch down there. And I chatted to him at the bar about, you know, the gig that he had just played and a song that I was listening to at the time called Shot Over Hill and asked him about that. It was an interesting chat. He said, I said, oh, you know, Shot Over, I, I go walking up there. It's a woodland area, like a big space. It's, it's really nice. People take their bikes and do some bike trails in there and in the winter there's some good slopes that you can sledge down and I said oh did you, you know did you write it because you know it's such a beautiful place or I can't remember what my question was probably not as bad as that but he said oh no we would go up there and score drugs all the time but I was hoping it was to represent the beauty of the place but sometimes bands won't want to share the meaning of their lyrics and perhaps you need to take from those lyrics what you want rather than hearing what they say because it might spoil the magic in 1998 i was fairly settled this was after a year of being away from South Africa and in Oxford and 
I discovered a band called Gold Rush. And all of this is going to lead back to the truck store. So it seems a bit of a roundabout way of speaking. But if you hang in there, I'm going to bring us all the way back to truck store. And Whispering Bob was a band formed in 1998 in Oxford by Robin and Joe Bennett. And they were, they are brothers. And there's a lead guitarist called Garrow, a bass player called Growler, and the drums by Graham Roby, or I think it's R-O-B-Y. So I'd say Roby rather than Robbie, but I, I, I knew Graham, in fact, and I never knew his surname at the time, but we'll we'll get to that. And they were great. So they were called Whispering Bob and named after the famous radio DJ Rob Harris, who speaks with a kind of whispering sound. I, I wish I could have a voice like his, and he's the greatest music radio DJ ever. He's actually still got a show on radio. It's called Country Thursdays. I think it's on Radio 2, BBC Radio 2, at 9 p.m. And there's also Whispering Bobcast, which is a podcast with Bob Harris. I might insert a little clip of him speaking now so you can hear how he sounds. What was it that kick-started your passion for country music all those years ago? What was the moment for you? Well, I think um, I didn't realise it necessarily at the time, but when I was buying my first batch of vinyl singles in the 50s, you know, rock and roll singles, I mean, I started buying records in 1957 and uh, I, I was buying Buddy Holly, the Everly Brothers, Jerry Lee Lewis, Ricky Nelson, and all of these artists had come up through country. Their background was country music, ditto Elvis in many ways. The band based their name on Whispering Bob. They later changed their name to Gold Rush. And actually their Whispering Bob album, which I got in 1998, was called Another Fine Mess. And then soon after that, they became Gold Rush and included Simon Davis and Jeff Clayton. I'm not sure who left Whispering Bob. I think a couple may have left and were replaced by Simon Davis and Jeff Clayton. And Gold Rush released an album called Don't Bring Me Down, which I also have a copy of somewhere. But I really liked the Another Fine Mess album. It was it was super cool. And at the time, I was immersed in all the gigs and things that were going on in Oxford. I would go see Whispering Bob as often as I could. There was a venue called The Point above the pub Oxford, which is a pub just off a traffic circle or roundabout called The Plain. And I remember going and seeing them playing up there. And I also watched them oh, in lots of different places. I think they may have played in a college once. I'm not sure. But at the time I was working in the Bear pub and I'd met a few people, a few locals from from Oxford, and one of those people was called Simon, and he became a very dear friend of mine, and we would go to loads of gigs together, and he knew Robin and Joe Bennett and introduced me to them and 
came to the gigs with me or we, I went with him and we went and saw Whispering Bob and then Gold Rush together and Simon worked in an off license or bottle store called Oddbins and Oddbins had a branch on the high street and they had one in Headington one in and these are all areas of Oxford so the high street is central then Headington is a little town just attached it's like an area or a suburb I don't know how you call it but it's an area of Oxford called Headington the one in Summertown and one another one in closer to town on a road called Little Clarendon Street and he was the manager of the one on the high street and he would always pop into the bear for a drink and because it was a block away his the store where he worked and the bear and he had pop in and we would always chat and got into a lot of the local music the other oxford bands radiohead of course supergrass foals ride glass animals are a new one which have done really well they've broken some records they've reached number one in the charts in the u.s they're doing really well so there's some still some really great oxford bands and i feel in the 90s that that was the time where there were so many more venues that were supporting local bands and unfortunately now a few of them have closed down i believe the we chief apparently their venue has closed i'm not sure if that's true i, I read it in that oh where did i read it it could have been on wikipedia or in the that night shift magazine i'm not sure but i i think it's still open upstairs anyway the, the all these venues hosted these bands early on some pubs also hosted them i know supergrass and radiohead played in the jericho tavern and we showed a film in there i'm part of the cinema under the stairs team or group or crew or whatever you call it and we did a, a horror festival in october we've done two now i think this coming october will be the the third where we show six films on over six nights in six different venues and we showed a film in the Jericho Tavern and I remember the film was called Rosemary's Baby and I introduced the film and also spoke about the heritage of the place we were putting this film on in and I was standing on the stage where Radiohead performed one of their very early gigs and Supergrass also performed there so the city is just full of wonderful music heritage i hope it can continue especially when places are closing down more and more friends with simon and got to meet robin and joe bennett then they started truck festival which is a festival in Steventon and it's on a farm I don't know what the, the farm is. and Steventon is in Oxfordshire I've actually got to check my notes again just so I get it right because it's it's important so Truck Festival is an annual independent music festival in Oxfordshire England it has a record number of tickets sold in 2019 or it had a record number of tickets sold in 2019 with 25,000 people attending 
This is for the whole weekend of campers with an additional 10,000 people on the independent days. It was started in 1998 by the Bennett family, including the brothers Robin and Joe of the band Gold Rush, who decided that mainstream festivals such as Glastonbury had become too commercial and predictable. It is held in July at Hill Farm in Steventon, which lies between Abingdon, Ditcott and Wantage. The festival also gave birth to the Truck Records label in 1999 and they started the Truck Store, which is where I ended up queuing on Saturday morning to get my wonderful record that I have next to me and that I was listening to at the start of this episode. And even more amazing is that, well, I think it's amazing, is that I attended, I actually worked at the very first truck festival, which was in 1998. And Oddbins provided us with the equipment we needed for a pop-up style bar. So the taps for the kegs and the trellis tables and the marquee tent that we had everything in and the vans to transport stuff. And actually, I was, I, I ended up working for Oddbins after the bear. I got a job in Oddbins as the van driver. And at the time, I was actually still, when, in 1998, I was still working in, in the pub. And the pub staff from the bear ended up working in the bar at the truck festival in 1998 when the stage was two flatbed flatbed trucks that were parked adjacent to each other and the cabs were taken off just the trailer parts which made up the stage and that's not actually where the festival got its name from it wasn't because of those trucks it was because I think Robin had listened to a compilation CD of some music I don't know what it was but it was something to do with trucking keep on trucking like music for on the road or something i remember camping at the festival after doing the bar shift camping sort of right near the main stage there wasn't a separate camping field there was nothing set up i remember going into the the farmhouse using the toilet and the shower there and it, it was fantastic and gold rush played i think they were gold rush by this point they played at the festival and it was it was just amazing, and the festival's gone bigger and bigger and better and better every year. I think this year they've got some really cool cool bands playing. They've got Sam Fender and the Blossoms and a few others, but it's a really popular festival. It's not massive, but it's it's really manageable and it's easy to get to by train. And there's loads of buses that get there from Oxford and surrounding villages in Oxfordshire and it was around the time of the first truck festival when Robin and Joe Bennett set up the truck record label and also the truck store which is still on Cowley Road in Oxford. truck store is there it's all set up I don't think Robin and Joe Bennett own or run it anymore there's different people working in there really really lovely people I actually called them up on Thursday 
asking if they wouldn't mind if I asked some people questions while queuing for the podcast. The aim was to capture some sound bites and insert them into this episode. So just to see what records they were hoping to get and how they feel about Record Store Day and how they feel about their local record shop. And that was the plan. And they graciously agreed, even though it was such short notice and they would have been so busy getting all these special editions coming in and limited editions and they'd had to label them all up and put them in all in alphabetical order and then take care of all the social media stuff so it was it was very short notice and I'm very glad that they they agreed and they said yes I could do that so I was excited I was thrilled to think I'm going to do this kind of roving reporter kind of journalist stuff I've never done it before. I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And I borrowed a special handheld microphone that we use for Cinema Under the Stairs. We do a podcast for them too. And I borrowed that from my friend Salvador. He quickly gave me a run through how to work it. It's got one of those lovely fuzzy heads on the top. So it diffuses the sounds. It's got a nice warm sound. I had it all set up and that was that was the friday and then my friend chris came over to visit friday evening i hadn't seen him in ages it's been easter holidays his family's been away and we we've just missed each other unfortunately and missed in both senses missed we couldn't see each other and missed each other as we kind of longed to see each other again i was i was very excited about that and Chris came over on the Friday and we sat in the shed and listened to the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album called Unlimited Love, which I love unlimitedly. And this was the first time Chris had heard it. He was so excited and we had a, a great chat about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I started you know, telling him about a story about Anthony Kiedis, which we we told later on but I'll, I'll get to that and so we started out in the shed and walked down the road to the the pub and we had one drink in the pub and I was telling him my idea for getting these sound bites in the queue at truck store and he said oh that's amazing and I said I've got this new microphone that I borrowed and he said why don't we just go back to the shed and and practice a bit I said, yeah, cool. And I've also got this new recorder, this interface controller thing. And it would be fun giving all the bits of equipment a test. We can do a sound check. So we came back here, put another record on and started to you know, listen to music, have a chat. And I set up the recorder, set up a microphone for him. And we started recording. I first said, look, is it okay if we we record and he said that's fine let's do it and the idea was to get an introduction to record store day and we ended up talking having a few drinks together talking some more an hour and a half later we were both exhausted and we had the most wonderful chat it was very natural and probably the most natural episode i've ever done it was very very lovely but it went on and on and on and we kept losing the the point we we would both go off on these tangents and never be able to bring it back 
it was just too exciting. So every time Chris asked me a question, I'd start explaining and then I would pick on something else and then go off somewhere else and then he'd ask me a question and then we'd go away. And I decided to listen to the uncut version and it was too obscure. It was almost like listening to or watching a Rick and Morty episode and Rick and Morty is a illustrated or cartoon type thing where it's 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 just mad stuff happens that sometimes i don't even know how and th this is what the episode felt like and i called chris up the next day and i said it was so much fun recording but i don't think we can use it and he said i i was kind of hoping you would say that i wasn't sure how it would turn out and we both agreed that it was way too abstract and and weird but we had the best time ever and that's when I was the one story we kept missing out on was the red hot chili peppers one I couldn't get to the end of it because it, it it just got so elongated and protracted and it went everywhere but it turns out that when this this is the end of the story so Anthony Kiedis and Red Hot Chili Peppers did a performance at Reading Festival in 2007, I think it was, 2007, 2008. And Reading is actually quite near the farm where Truck Festival is. And they needed a physiotherapist for Anthony's ankle, which he had damaged when he was really young. He jumped off a, a roof, a very high roof, into a pool and he misjudged and hit the edge of the pool and damaged his ankle. And this is all in the fabulous book called Scar Tissue. And, he, well, the, the accident, not this part I'm going to tell you now. And he's carried this ankle injury with him for ages and they needed a physio. And my wife's friend, Becky, ended up how, doing the physio work for him she worked at Reading Football Club and the management phoned them up before they did the gig and probably weeks before and said you know Anthony's going to need a physio and Becky ended up doing that and she took a copy of Scar Tissue with her my copy of it the book and he signed it for her and also gave her the set list of that gig for me and he wrote in the book, Love to the Lucky Man, because Becky had told him that the book and the autograph was for her friend who was getting married. And he said, Love to the Lucky Man, which is fantastic. I ended up following that, getting a Red Hot Chili Peppers tattoo on my arm of that asterisk type thing, that symbol that is on all their albums. And it's actually on Unlimited Love with neon lights and things. So... That was a cool story, and that's the one that we we couldn't draw back in, completely forgot. It was getting late, I was so excited, and the evening finished at about 12.30. We finished recording, listened to another record, and then Chris went home, and I did a bit of tidying up in the shed, and I started thinking, oh, I'm going to need to get to bed because record store opens at 8 a.m., much earlier than normal, so people could start seeing if they could find the records they were hoping to get. And I thought my plan was to be there before 8 a.m. so I could then meet people in the queue and ask them these questions. 
And I got to bed at about one and I was lying down in bed thinking about this exciting thing that was going to happen. And at one point I couldn't believe it was real. I couldn't believe I was going to be allowed to do this. And I lay there and I felt very tired, but I couldn't sleep. I had my eyes closed, but they were wide open beneath the closed eyelids. And I lay there for ages, feeling uncomfortable, turning over onto my front, turning over onto my back, getting up to go to the toilet a few times. And I kept looking at the digital clock face. And eventually it got till about half three. And I wasn't worried or upset about it. I usually sleep really well, but I thought, oh, well, you know, there's a lot going on in my head. And I was feeling quite nervous, maybe. And eventually I, I drifted off and this must have been at about 4 a.m. And then I woke up at uh, 7. So I only had three hours sleep. Got up, took forever to get ready, make sure the microphone had new batteries in. And by the time I got to truck store, it was about 8.45 and the queue wasn't that long anymore. There were a few people there and I went into the queue and... There was a couple in front of me and I took the microphone out of my pocket. I held it next to me and I said, I don't know how to say this. And I was so tired. I was so tired. I wasn't really in the mood to speak and no one else was either. There wasn't that like happy, jovial vibe that I experienced two years prior. And maybe that happened with the, the very early birds. And I explained to the couple what I was doing with the podcast. And I said, you know, would would you like to would you mind chatting about your experience here today? And it was like giving a sales pitch and I'm not a salesman. It felt very odd. And they both said, oh no, you know, we're here collecting, trying to pick up something for our son who's at work and he can't make it down. And I thought that would have been brilliant. You know, you don't have to be picking up records for yourself because everyone's got a story. And that sounds like an interesting story, but I didn't want to push it. And, I said, oh, okay, and we chatted a bit more and they told me that there's a record shop in Banbury and there's one in Aylesbury and one in Whitney and he was talking about working in Russell Acott, which had a vinyl section for, for records, vinyl records, in the shop. It was a piano shop on the high street in Oxford with a beautiful mosaic floor at the entrance that says Ascot, A-S-C-O-T, Russell Ascot. And now it's a bar called All Bar One. Bit of a shame, but apparently he worked there and they sold records in there too. And when I when I first came to Oxford, I remember going into that shop, but I never saw the record collection. And it was a really nice chat and it would have been perfect. Following that, I, I didn't have the energy to do my reporting, unfortunately. So... I put the microphone back in my pocket and I waited patiently in line and eventually I got into the shop and they had all the records in these crates alphabetically and you you look through from A to Z, keep going, keep going and a long queue of people just flicking through these records and I, for some reason, I looked up, you know when you, when you have a feeling someone's looking at you but I think they were calling I could vaguely hear a noise outside and two of my friends Amit and Ben were outside and they come to the cinema under the stairs night and they were outside and 
waved and smiled and it lifted my spirits and my heart felt warm so thank you guys it was lovely to see you and I don't know where you were off to but I could imagine it was somewhere nice and I continued looking I found my Alice in Chains record early on under A and then when I got to S I couldn't find the Skunk and Nancy one and actually I was so tired I, I wasn't really seeing all the titles properly and I had a bit of a headache I wasn't feeling it I had the build-up was too much <laughs> and I went home with my record I was still happy with it but it's only today that I've unwrapped it and I've appreciated it and I've enjoyed it I didn't really feel like doing that yesterday I, I just wasn't feeling it so that was Saturday the 23rd of April 2022 and today in fact I decided to go back to the record shop just to see what was left over and I'm going to have a quick break and then I'll get back to you about that I've just got back thanks for waiting it's so so hot in here and I'm I'm feeling quite clammy and a bit sweaty it's probably something you don't really want to hear but I get a bit like that because of the nerves but then the heat in here is is also making me feel quite hot I suppose but yeah I went I decided to go back today to see what was left over and actually in the meantime I had looked online at more of the record store day releases and I had seen the Pixies live at Coachella Festival I'm not sure what year it was but a really great set list and I remember picking up the record while I was in there yesterday and I, I didn't take it because my, I had my heart set on the Skunk and Nancy album but I thought I'll pop in today to see if it's still there because actually I, I would quite like to get that and I looked online to see what time the shop was open and I'm sure it said 10 a.m. Anyway, I made sure I was there at 10 and I didn't want to go in at 10 exactly. So I kind of walked up Cowley Road a bit, locked my bike, walked up Cowley Road, walked back and got to the door at about six minutes past 10. And I looked and it was dark inside. And then I looked at the opening times in the shop window and it said 11 a.m. And I thought, oh, no. And I cycled back home. I said to Joe and the kids, can we go to their shop called Rapture in Whitney? And I'll have a look there. And we did that. So we went over there and they didn't have the Pixies album. And the very helpful staff have put my name on the list. And they're going to see if they can get that. And he, he reckoned he could get the Pixies album and the Skunk and Nancy one. He wasn't sure if it had arrived or not. But apparently there's going to be some more records arriving at some point. And they've got my phone number and they will give me a call when those come in. It was really nice to go into a different record shop actually. And there's more space in that one. They've got an upstairs section with all the new and used vinyl. And they had the new Kurt Vile album, Watch My Moves, I think it's called Playing from a record player through some great speakers and it sounded beautiful and that's an album I'm also keen to get that wasn't on the record store day release it's a, on general release I could pick it up at any point but 
I've put my name on the list for that Skunk Anansi one and the Pixies one, so I couldn't then spend some more money on the Kurt Vile record. But I, I'm I'm almost certain at some point I will be getting that. But it sounded perfect on there. And while I was waiting to ask, or when I first went into the shop, the the gentleman who was working there was talking to a customer, and this customer was talking about his kidney troubles and a funeral he was going to and he really wanted to chat and the shopkeeper guy looked at me and he kind of like shrugged his shoulders but not in a rude way just like acknowledging that sorry yeah this guy's chatting and I waited for a bit I wanted to ask where the record store day releases were and eventually I wandered upstairs and I found them and then he came up so the the staff member he came up and he he picked up a record from there it looked like he was picking up for a customer to take it back downstairs and he said oh sorry you know he really wanted to chat and then I quickly asked him if we could order anything and he said I've got the list downstairs at the till if you want to come down there when you finish looking you can and I said oh, sure I'll be down and then I went downstairs and there was another customer chatting to him also just talking for ages and then he saw me again and he kind of gave me this grin and eventually this customer left and I managed to give him my details let him know what I was after and let's see maybe next week those items will turn up I did work in a shop once on the high street in Oxford it was called Frederick Tranter, a tobacconist, and we sold cigars and loose tobacco and pipes and hip flasks and Swiss Army knives and Zippo lighters, all those things. And I remember every now and then we would get a customer in who just liked to chat. I suppose they would use it as some kind of counselling, not realising that that is what they were doing, but they would use it as an opportunity to chat to someone <laughs> and then buy something and then half an hour later leave and yeah that, that it, it made me laugh made me chuckle it's nice that there are places like that you know these shops in towns and villages where you can go and, and talk and a record shop is a wonderful place to to chat and to look at beautiful albums it's like an art gallery I I, I love record shops so much especially when they play great music and you can chat to people in the shop about the music and they enjoy the chat too. So that was my record store day 2022 and I'll always remember it and I'm so glad I can enjoy it in the city of Oxford, which I love so much and I feel so proud of the music heritage from here and I'm really looking forward to the Smile, which is a new band made by Tom York and Johnny Greenwood, both from Radiohead. And oh, I don't know what his name is. Always going to happen. One other guy. And actually at the truck store, they had these postcard postcards with The Smile written on, on the front, blue background, and on the back, a beautiful, like, painting and on the front it said the smile and what is it I, I think I have it here let's see where 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 I bought oh there you go 
the smile a light for attracting attention i think that's the name of their new album i'm looking forward to that and to be able to go to a oxford independent record store and get an album from an oxford band i feel i feel terrible i'm going to i'm going to look up the the name of of the other person and he's from another band let me type it in the smile and that's made me think this i, I know what i'm going to end this episode on so the smile is uh tom york johnny greenwood and tom skinner and everywhere where i've read his name it always says and sons of kemet drummer so that's the band sons of kemet drummer tom skinner I'm sure that's going to be good. It's going to be a, a ritual when I go in. I've pre-ordered it and I can't wait till I get that message saying it's in. It's going to be in June sometime and I'm going to make a day of it. I'll go into the record shop on my bike, I cycle there, pick up the record, bring it home, get the kids and Joe into the shed if they are keen and, and put that record on and, and just sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> There's one thing which I forgot to say, a loose end I forgot to tie up. Not quite as bad as the episode I recorded with Chris, but this was when I said I also worked in Oddbins, and I'll get back to that. And I worked in Oddbins as a van driver, and I would collect stock from the different shops and take it to people's houses, to different colleges, once I drove to the warehouse in Wimbledon to drop off boxes of champagne and the other van driver at the time was a chap called Graham and he ended up playing drums for Gold Rush and his name is, let's just see, Graham Robbie, R-O-B-Y, Roby I think it is. I mentioned his name earlier when I spoke about the members of Gold Rush, but I I recall working. He drove the sec the one of the vans. There were two vans, and I remember talking to him about him joining Gold Rush and playing drums for them, and that was the loose end which I said I would get back to, and I only just remembered now. I've got a. A copy of Radiohead The Bends. So this is what I'm going to end the episode with. I didn't know how I was going to fit this in. I should have brought it in when I was talking about Oxford bands and the musical heritage from from Oxford. And I've got the CD here, the one I bought in Virgin. It's still got the sticker on Virgin Chart, eleven ninety nine. You know, CDs haven't gone up in price. That's what you'll buy a CD for today. Sometimes even cheaper, like a tenner. And inside the CD, I've put the, the ticket stub from an amazing concert that happened in South Park in Oxford. And South Park is this massive park that is behind Cowley Road. So it's north, I think, of Cowley Road. And I used to actually live in a house that backed onto that park. I lived there for about three years and then I moved to another one further down that road also backing onto the park and Radiohead did a concert in that park and it I've got the ticket and I've put it underneath the tray 
I'm, I'm opening the tray now. So the CD, where the CD sits on, there's a tray, and it's a clear tray. And I'm going to open it now. I, I kind of put it in there. Great place to put it, but I, I'm struggling. Oh, there we go. It's open. I was saying I was struggling to get it out. And here it is, the ticket. And it's a beautiful ticket. Black background, Radiohead in capital letters in red. And there's a spine of a book on the bottom edge, a, a frayed spine, one of those books with those material covers. And it's frayed. And that's from their Amnesiac album. They've got that image, which came after Kid A. And this is Radiohead, 7th of July, 2001, 1 p.m., South Park, Oxford, and the ticket price was twenty-seven pounds fifty, inclusive of inclusive of value-added tax, subject to booking fee, and subject to license too. SJM concerts and the Zodiac. And there you go. That's the Zodiac on Cowley Road, and that's where I've seen a few great bands. I've seen Dinosaur Junior. I've seen the Lemonheads. I've seen Gomez, Supergrass, and I'm due to see Alt J next month in May with with my friend Chris who was actually with me and um, we're both very much looking forward to that and yeah this this was a concert that I will always remember and on the day they were supported by or the other acts on the day were Bjork, Supergrass, Beck and a band called Sigaross, Icelandic band what a lineup, what a great day, and Radiohead played the most perfect gig. It's always going to be. I love them so much. And they ended it with Creep, which is a song they said they would never play again. And I think that was the last time they played it, was at this concert. And when they played it, the heavens opened and the rain poured down. It was magical. What a great place to be. And it's their their home, my home, and Radiohead were performing there. <clears throat> right. This is a slightly older song. I think. Oh shit. was the record, st record store day episode 
which I've been delighted to share with you. And I wish, I, I don't know, I, I always hope I do things justice. And maybe you heard from the excitement and the happiness in my voice. And I hope that, you know, I captured everything and I didn't miss anything out. But it's it's a wonderful place to be. And, you know, knowing Truck Store and the people who started it and the Truck Festival. And it's, it's all so, so nice. And I've never spoken to the people in truck store about this and maybe they'll be listening because I said I sent them a link to the podcast and I said when I was asking about recording sound bites of people in the queue I, I directed them towards this and we're friends with them through cinema under the stairs they help us out with prizes for our raffle that we do on film nights and now they they have this connection with me because I said uh, I'm part of that cinema under the stairs group but I've never shared the story about the very first truck festival and you know I, I remember actually their shop used to be a video shop called Video Syncratic another favorite shop of mine in the same place Video Syncratic looked a little bit like my shed but only with loads of DVDs at the time I mean, they may have still had some VHS cassettes, but then lots of toys and film memorabilia. And I haven't mentioned any of that. So maybe they'll listen to this and, and hear some of those things about the Oxford music scene and my experience of it and my love for Truck Store. It's it's so nice to have a record shop, an independent record shop in your city, not far away. And I feel so uh, privileged and happy to have that so nearby and it's just wonderful so thanks for listening and maybe if you had a record store day experience of your own it would be worth thinking about and you know i'm sure you i'm sure you did find it special and and actually speaking about it now and thinking it through i realize what a fun weekend it's been and how nice it's been even though I didn't really interview anyone and I didn't get the records. So I got one of the records, didn't get both of them and arrived at the shop and it hadn't opened yet, but it all, it all worked out fine and I've managed to capture it in this special episode. I hope you have a lovely morning or afternoon or evening or whenever it is and I look forward to catching up in the next episode. Goodbye. Yeah.